Welcome to Unapologetically Black Bear, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and system. Once again, this podcast is meant to highlight the stories of African-American men and their um, and how they achieved their success and also overcoming the different things that they had to overcome in their life to reach what they define as success in their life. Uh, once again, I want to give a shout out to my co-host, Brother E.J. Stewart, um, our sponsor, J. Pope and Associates, for kind of helping us put this together. Um, once again, if you are in any of uh, any therapeutic mental health services, please reach out to J Pope and Associates. Listen, we have a special guest on today, Brother Omar Smith, and I'm going to give him the floor to kind of introduce himself, tell him a little bit, tell us a little bit about himself so that we can, you know, kind of learn about him and his success and all that he's been through. Good evening, man. Thanks, uh, Dwayne and EJ for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, don't take this opportunity for granted because anytime I get, can get to share, um, you know, just my experience and, and, and how I grew up and hopefully it can reach someone. I'm going to do similar steps and, and try to help them out along the way. So opportunity is definitely appreciated. Um, as for me, man, I'm, I'm 42 years old. Uh, I grew up in the, the heart of East Baltimore, um, uh, Bella Edison area, Milton and Preston, uh, Miami Street, um, what I like to call the heart of East Baltimore, um, where it's a, a lot of distractions, a lot of um, things that can make you go left when you need to be going right. Um, I'm currently uh, a, para, a special ed paraprofessional in the Baltimore City Public School System. I've been doing that for, this is this is my 12th year. Um, I'm also the head basketball coach at Baltimore City College High School. Um, this is my fifth year as the varsity coach, and I coached the JV team for seven years. Um, prior to that, uh, I gra graduated from Bowie State University in uh, 2003. Um, shortly after I graduated, I pursued a professional basketball career overseas in Germany, which I did for six years. Um, uh, and to talk about my, my childhood growing up, like I said, man, growing up in East Baltimore was kind of tough. Um, basketball was really my outlet. Um, between that, having a strong mom, um, and she had five siblings, so that, that, that kept me close. So I pretty had pretty much had a good village and a good foundation of people who stayed, stayed on me, along with a lot of uh, mentors, basketball coaches, um, just a lot of people that, you know, stuck by me and was always in my ear, supported me. And that, and you know, it goes back to like, you know, people say it takes a village. Mm -hmm. I know it's kind of cliche, but that's really what got me through. Um, my dad was incarcerated from the time I was, I want to say my seventh grade year. And he didn't get out until my senior year in college. Um, mm. And even through, you know, even though he was incarcerated, you know, I visited him. We talked. He called. Um, he communicated with me through guys that was incarcerated with him that got out of jail. Um, he wrote the newspaper when I was in high school. We actually had a, a, a article in the paper when, it, when the, the uh, reporter called my high school and asked to interview me over the phone and asked that I, you know, and a letter that my dad wrote him and shared it in the newspaper. I asked him, did we mind if he published it? So, um, again, man, like I said, a lot of distractions, you know, growing up in East Baltimore, but um, 
back then, you know, the guys that, you know, that we call big homies that may have not been doing right or mm-hmm. doing whatever they had to do to survive to get by, they looked out for kids. You know, they, they told us, no, you don't need to be around here. Get off the corner, go to school, do what you're supposed to do. And then they looked out for it. And I, it, it just doesn't seem the same, you know, nowadays. It seems like that, that the older guys or the guys that are doing those things are inviting the younger guys and, you know, welcome welcome them into that lane when they know it's, it's, it's really no good ending to it. So um, with me, man, it's just for me working in the school system and coaching, it's just a way for me to connect to the youth. And I see it as my way of giving back. It's something that I always wanted to do when I when I finished my career playing basketball. Um, and so I just feel like it's, it's, it's mandatory that I do it because so many, so many people did it for me. So I look at it as my way of giving back. Got you. That, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, just, just to touch a little bit about like the, the dealing with your dad being incarcerated and just kind of, I know you said you had your village, but like, how did, how did you, how were you able to kind of process through that? Like emotionally and, you know, you know, just kind of not having them there and just kind of, you know, talk, talk a little bit about that and like what helped you kind of keep pressing on despite, you know, not having them like physically there, even though he, he found ways to communicate to you. Right. Um, uh, the connection we had when my dad put the ball in my hand, basketball wise, um, very intelligent guy, man. If he, if, if you didn't know he was incarcerated (laughs) before and you talked to him, you would never know. Mm. Um, so he, he, he always poured into me. Um, but I tell him all the time, you know, that void, you know, can't be filled. Them years mm. you can't get back. That hurt. I mean, it was, is, you know, there's it, it's no way around that. It's no sugarcoating and no denying it. Um, what fueled me, what got me by, though, I, I made a promise to myself that when I had my own, mm-hmm. that I would be there. Uh, so, I, and, and, and his faults, he actually taught me the biggest, one of my biggest lessons of all. You know, nothing replaces time. You know, mm-hmm. so when I had my own, I I, prom- I made a promise to myself to be there every step of the way. And, and you know, like I said, I got that lesson in fault from my dad. So, and that's actually why I ended my basketball career. Um, when I had my first son on the way, I continued to pursue maybe for about another year, mm-hmm. but not being there physically for him mm-hmm. it, it kind of it told me that you know it was time to give it up you know even though i wasn't i could have physically you know continued my career but mentally it, i wasn't there so that so, was that that was a, a big lesson for me and and you know with my dad it helped me along the way Talk talk about for me, um, you know, the athletics of everything. Talk about the transition that you had, you know, going from high school to what the college experience was like and how you're pouring into these young guys that you're coaching now about that experience. Um, well the main thing I've learned through mentors and coaches that I've had is is it's bigger than basketball and that's cliche too, but if you if you're doing it for the right reasons, then mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's about relationships, and you know, um, for me, um, I've coached on teams where I've won championships. I've I've had teams that weren't good. I've you know I've had some coached some of the best players, but 
for me, you know, when kids graduate and they leave years, you know, years later and they still contact you, they still call you about certain things or you, you still have a rapport with them some type of way. Mm-hmm. All because that foundation was built on you coaching them with, you know, with basketball or coaching them whatever sport you coach. Um, and, and I have a great relationship with my high school coach and my college coach still. Um, and again, it was built on, like I said, I was taught that it was built on relationships. So in my coaching career, I've, I've tried to stick to that principle. Um, the wins and losses come, the championships come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you stay connected, to those kids and to those young men, and then they become men. And, and that's my biggest thing. You, you know, you got to realize that we, we're helping raise young men. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they're going to not follow what you say, but follow what you what they see you do. So mm-hmm. you just try to keep that in mind. And none of us are perfect, but, you know, they, they get that part too. And they understand that it's okay to make mistakes, but you, you try to make do more so good than bad and, and mm-hmm. figure it out along the way. So for me, man, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the blessing in it for me. That's the, that's the good part. That's what keep me going, help keep me fueled and motivated. And, you know, I got two boys of my own. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a way to stay grounded, stay connected, um, stay level-headed and, and appreciate what you have and not take things for granted. Indeed. How difficult has it been with this generation of social media and everything going on to, you know, keep these guys on the court and, and just understanding the life principles you're trying to get into them? How how difficult has it been for you? It's It's been difficult, um, but I think like everything, it, it comes with change. For the first step is you got to You got to somewhat accept it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can't force them to to grow up in the area we grew up in. It's, it's not the same. It's a difference. So just what, what works for me um, is to try to meet them halfway. You know, I try to explain to them, look, it was it was different when I came up. We did this, we did that. But I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a different avenue for y'all. But I tell them straight up, like, y'all going to have to meet me halfway. <laughs> but some of the things, some of the rules don't change. Mm. You know, you put out what you get in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You work hard, you're gonna see results. You know the hard work always gonna show. Um, and and then I just try to tell them, you know, have fun, be connected. It's it's a brotherhood, it's a family, because that goes beyond just you know just basketball. You know that teaches them how to work with other people. It's the same thing in the work field, how to be on time, be diligent, mm-hmm. be disciplined. Um, and you know, it's sometimes it's 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 a little bit harder than it should be, but. Like again, like if you in it for the for the right reasons, that, you know that's what you do it for. So, you know it, it comes with a price. But again, so many people did it for me, man. As is countless people I can name um, that that poured into me, man. That that really, you know, sometimes you don't get it till years later mm-hmm. that something somebody said to you or constantly said to you resonates with you, and it, it takes for you to be in a moment like. Man, like that's what they meant. Like that's that's what that was about. Now I get it. So, you know, you just got to keep those things in mind, man. I think that's a, that's that's what kind of keeps me motivated and keeps me going to, to, you know, do what I'm doing. 
Gotcha. Now you you talked about you went to Bowie State, correct? That's that's correct. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. How 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 was that experience going from high school to kind of HBCU, and then you know kind of matriculating on onto you know oh, playing man, overseas? That, that was. I tell people, man. If, I, I know we wish that we could live certain parts of our life. <laughs> that would be. That would be it. Um, that whole experience, man, that whole college experience at Bowie was was great. Um, I mean, everything about it, from the coach we had to the to the my teammates, mm-hmm. um, to the to the staff, the student body. It was just like it was it was love all the way around the board. Um, we were successful on the court. We we pretty much turned the basketball team around during those years that we were there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the support was unreal. Um, we were really successful. A lot of guys on my team went on to play some sort of professional ball, um, semi-pro or overseas. Um, you know, it was it was it was fun. It was a good ride. But like I said, even the, the atmosphere, just the all on the campus every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just you know, it was so down to earth and so like home. It was it was far enough away from home, but close enough to home at the same time. So. Great experience, man. I, if I could do that over again, I definitely would. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> now, was now was Booby your first choice? Um. Well, so w- when I graduated from City, um, I went to junior college at Catonsville. Okay. I played my first year at Catonsville, and the coach I had at Catonsville a year later took the job at Bowie. Mm-hmm. So he. He gave scholarships to maybe maybe four or five guys um, once he got the boy. So it was you know he always did right by us. Um, again, he was a, he was a great coach, mentor. You know, went out of his way on and off the court for us. So mm-hmm. you know the connection, the relationship was there. So when he you know offered to give us scholarship and we was already familiar with him and played for him, it was it was like a no brainer really. Mm-hmm. So. And that's how that came about. And again, we we had a lot of success. Uh, it's funny you say that because I talked to him, I talked to my college coach maybe two days ago. I talked to my high school coach often. Mm. Um, and again, man, it just reminds me to. And, and that's where I really got it from my high school coach, Daryl Wade, the son of Bob Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was a he was a he was a coach, a mentor. Uh, now he's a great friend of mine, still a mentor. He's still coaching me, you know, even when I'm <laughs> coaching, he coaches me. But um, so much growth and so much history there, man. But he, he, you know, he, we have talks, great talks. Sometimes he called me, we talk for two, three minutes. Sometimes he called me, we talk for 45 minutes. But mm-hmm. just to understand, and he really drilled that in me. You know, it's, it's about the relationships, and I never forgot that. So I try to, um, maintain that with my players, current players, former players, um, as much as possible because I, I know it means a lot. You know, it might not seem like it, but those small things mean a lot. So mm-hmm. I just try to keep that in mind. So many people don't realize how important, you know, sports is to any child or any youth, but especially a young black male um, and that relationship that they have with their coaches and, and teammates and you know a lot of people today kind of say well don't tell them to play sports and tell them to do something else 
you know, I know for me, it, it was everything. Um, you know, what what do you say to those people that are kind of knocking uh, black folks for pushing their sons and et cetera into sports and things like that? Well, well, honestly, yeah, I, I think the problem with it now versus when we came up is that everybody wants their child to be good. Everybody expecting to go pro. Mm-hmm. And every and you, and you setting the kids up for, I don't want to say failure, but that's what you setting them up for. Mm-hmm. Um, let them have some fun. Let them let them go through some adversity. That you know, you know, yeah, you guys know. Like I know that builds character. Mm-hmm. Um, y- your son can't be good every game, and play. if that we all want to see our, our kids <laughs> do good, but we didn't always do good. We were faced with some adversity. Let them let them fall down. See how they respond. Let them get back up. Life's not going to be easy on And I think that's the biggest issue now with the, with the, uh, you know, let your son play sports. Don't let him make him do something different. It's okay to be different. Who said you can't play sports and play the piano? Who, mm-hmm. said, you, who said you can't? And whatever talent that I see within my child, I'm, I'm going to let them pursue it. You know, I preach to mine all the time, man. Be yourself, man. My oldest chases basketball like I did. Mm-hmm. He's a different player than I was, though. So I let him fall in his lane. My youngest doesn't want to play basketball. He picks mm-hmm. up the ball sometimes when he wants, but I don't. I don't force that on. Him. So you know, man, you, you got to be a parent to your kids. Mm-hmm. You got to know your child. Let them be their own individual and, and preach that to them that it's okay to be that. And and. and not over parent, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to come into their own at some point in time. And, you know, I tell my oldest all the time: you know, it, it's, it's not your mother's life; it's not my life; it's yours. Like, mm-hmm. The decisions you make, you're gonna have to live with. So, you know, I'm I'm here to to support you, be and have your back, and whatever you do. But ultimately, that's you know that's your life to live. So, you know, to those parents that. Um, I, I said it's okay. It's, it's definitely great to, to get kids to do other things, that, you know, besides sports. But you know, sports can't hurt. It teaches teamwork. It teaches, you know, it teaches. It helps build character. It's so many lessons. There's so many life lessons connected with sports. Whether your child is the best player, the the, the the worst player, or the in between player, it's still a lot of lessons to be learned playing on any sports team. And that you know, that's just my opinion. So. Yeah, I think that I think that I think what you said is key. It's like you gotta you gotta know your child. Um, and I think sometimes um, as parents, we you know we can be a little overzealous because uh, we want because <laughs> we. I mean, I, ideally we want our child to follow in our footsteps. If we if we want to be honest, but it's like when you have a child and it's like you know their personality is like all right, no, this ain't gonna fit. Like you know, <laughs> like for, like you know, like it's not gonna work. So you just gotta let them figure out what it is that they want and just kind of help push them. And I think that's, that's the key. Um, you know, and even if they tried out everything, like at least you can say they tried out everything and they said they ain't like, all right, that's fine. But I think it's kind of giving them that space to, you know, like you said, find yourself, like, cause at the end of the day, you know, when I'm not here, you still got to live with yourself. You got to live with the decisions that you made. So it's just about empowering them to kind of make the, the best decision for themselves and allowing them to feed their own passion. Um, and, you know, and if it falls in line with what we like to do, awesome but you know if it don't you know yeah, you just got to keep it moving 
And that pro aspect of it yeah, is man. is that pro aspect of it that you talked about was, you know, the the key for me, and not only in in that light, but in the other light, you know, people kind of using that as a knocking thing. Like, you know, the kid want to go pro, you know, and that's what they aspire to. And if it keep them in the gym and not on the block, you know, <laughs> let him let him keep trying until he get to that point. Because like I got to tell people, if you a college athlete, you're going to learn very quickly, especially depending on where you go and the level that it's a business. You know, and, and that oh, yeah. pro stuff start to feel, you know, depending on what you're doing, it start to feel less and less real or it might be, you know. But if it keeping them in the gym and off the streets, I'm like, you know, what's the problem? You know, absolutely. I, I agree with you 110 percent. And 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 even to take it a little bit further, like it's it's well, because well they have way more opportunities. It, it's so much easier to to get a Division <laughs> One scholarship. And everything is recorded. Yeah, highlight films and, and offers, and so mm-hmm. the opportunities are there. So I, I don't I don't never try to discourage. I try to cheer for all the kids, man. I'm for all the kids. I, I hate to see. You know the guys that that that's, that aren't in it for the right reason or in it for themselves or like limelight and try to connect themselves to kids, man. I have relationships with a lot of kids that don't play for me, that mm. I keep private because it's is I don't I don't feel the need to put it on social media. I don't. Mm-hmm. No matter some of them, I, I know their family members. Some of them I watch them grow up. Some of them I just connected with through a conversation. Someone might have reached out to me and asked me something, or I might ask them something, and it and it went from there. So I try to, again, like be mindful that man we're, we're helping raise young men. Mm-hmm. So I might think and something might be on my mind. Is, oh, I need to tell this kid that I like what he's doing. He working like doing. That goes further than you think. When you you think about saying it and then you don't say it, I try to deliver those messages because. One, I, like I said, it, it could go a lot. It could go a lot further than you think. They mm-hmm. might say, "Well, why? Coach, I don't play for Coach O. Why is he? Mm-hmm. Why did he even care?" You know what I'm saying? And then it, it also, I'm gonna believe in how the universe works. It might be reciprocated. Somebody might do it for mine, mm-hmm. and he might need it. So, you know, I just, I, 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 I might, I it might sound crazy, but the way I think is, is. You know, man, we got so much talent and so many kids in the city, and, and you know, sometimes it's just it's hard for them. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, and you know, I just like to see them, you know, make the most of their opportunities. Because now you got so many guys from there that that, are, that played ball in Baltimore that are coaching somewhere in college, and you know, that's even better for the kids in our city. So, because mm-hmm. it continues to build that man, network. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. So, you know, man, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it, with especially with the coaching and then you know working in the schools. Because you know, outside people gonna always have their opinion. But mm-hmm. I'll tell those people one thing: you're not working. You're not doing any profession working with kids unless you're called to do. It, unless it's on your heart to do so. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's doing that for no money, not that <laughs> little bit of money that they paying. Or you got to genuinely love kids and care about kids to 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 work with kids in any setting, in any aspect. 
You know, so for those for those people on the outside looking in, you know, I think I think a lot of people realize that, especially after this pandemic and they had uh-huh. to deal with their kids more at home. Yeah, yeah, it it, de- it definitely takes a special person and uh, to kind of work with kids on on a de- on a day to day basis and like like and I like I I've said this a lot like you know they don't make teachers like they used to, um, whereas like I, <laughs> and I and I know that's a that's a touchy subject because you know many of the teachers that I come in contact with or you know that that's not like I had a principal she was like four foot two but she she knew how to command the room mm-hmm. and you knew she cared. And for most of these kids, they need to know that you care. And if they, and they, they smell it a mile away, honestly, um, they, they know when, all right, this teacher not, they're not here for us. They, you know, they just here to get a check. They not really trying to teach us nothing. So it's kind of like, if we can kind of get back to that, like people really wanting to do the work and teach the kids and just kind of be there for them. Like it, we could, you could change a lot more lives. You know, you're not going to get a hundred percent, but you can at least shoot for it. Um, and I think that's where some of the times, you know, we kind of fall short with the, uh, the the teachers. I mean, and you know, and the different dynamics in schools as well. You know, because the way the the pandemic has shifted a lot, and you know, the teachers that they're, they're not paid like they should be paid. Um, you know, that's a whole other you know a whole other story in itself. Though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just want to big you up, man. It's a, it's I'm going to big you up because it's so important you know, for you in the role that you have, and then you, you're able to go back to where you went to school. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I never had, I didn't have the opportunity, you know, cause I moved away from home, but I mean, you know, coming up in an all black high school with, you know, I don't know why or how, but we had, you know, a white coach that didn't give a damn about none of us, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, you know, whether it was the worst guy or the best guy, you know, like you said, you got to invest in these guys, man. And and it's bigger than the sport, you know. So I, I want to big you up because that's that's got to be incredible to walk them halls and then come back and be able to give back to people that were sitting in the same seats you were. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it, it's some of the best things. Well, the principal that's currently there was an English teacher when I was there. Wow, and me and I have a great relationship. Um, the, the assistant principal, the third administrator, um, the athletic director was in school when I was there. Um, the counselor was in school when I was there. So a lot of alumni. Um, if I didn't love where I worked so much um, <laughs> with my principal, um, I would be working there because the, the principal offered me a job there at City Action. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, okay. But it, it's it's good, man. It, it, some of the best things, are, like I said, the, the the former players when they call, well, Coach O, can I? When y'all start working out, can we come up? Can we play? Can I? Mm-hmm. I have a, a former player that's that's getting ready to graduate from Maryland, and his his dad um, started like his own photography thing, and he started following behind his dad, and he recently reached out to me like, Coach O, when y'all start, can I come up help you out? take some pictures, do videos of the game stuff. So the stuff like that, if you know, like you usually have to find somebody to pay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's one of my own. I would gladly pay him to support <laughs> him and his, you know what I'm saying? Like, so those, you know, and then I played ball with his dad, went to school with his mom and his dad. So stuff like mm-hmm. that, you can't, you can't make that up. Like you nah. gotta, you gotta take that for, for what it's worth. And, 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 you know, can and encourage and motivate them and do them things, man. Because 
I'm like, nah, I just coached this kid maybe five, six years ago. Hmm. So it's those types of stories and like I said, the relationships and staying connected, you know, that that, that you know, that makes the good outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. And that'll keep you going on days when you like, man, this getting rough, or <laughs> this, you don't feel like it, because you know you got to take the criticism. So you know, mm-hmm. doing it like, because all my days haven't been good days. I, <laughs> I, you know, parents that felt like I didn't, I didn't coach their son the right way. I don't, he don't know what he's doing, and mm-hmm. why he cut my son, and why you know you got to deal with all that too. So you gotta have thick skin. But you know, like I tell parents, man, you know. I, I don't, I don't, I I'm the, wasn't the best player. I, I earned my stripes as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I, I played professionally on some level where I got paid, so I must know something. I said, but most of all, you know, I was chosen to run this program. So mm-hmm. it's, I've earned the right to run it the way I want to run it. Whether you ain't got to accept, you ain't got to like it, but, you know, I, I get to do it my way. I earned that, so. But it's been definitely been way more good than bad. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get situations where, you know, parents that you know, their kids started out somewhere, it wasn't good for them. Oh, can you help me? Can you get them in? Can you? And when those, you're able to help them and then they go on, you know, you feel like you, you know, you you really made a difference. Mm-hmm. So, Man, this is it's been good for me, man. And sometimes it, it gets overwhelming. But um, then when my son entering high school now, it's kind of hard because he's at mm-hmm. one high school, I'm at another, and I'm the one to see him play. So mm-hmm. I've been tearing myself up about that. What I'm gonna do in these next four years? So mm-hmm. you know, man. But it's, I mean, it's all good, man. It's, it's it's like I said, man. It's 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 needed, and it's a lot of guys that's you know that are doing it, and I don't. You know, want to be like, oh yeah, I'm one of the ones, or I'm, you know, that's not my thing. It's it's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that I'm close with that I know, guys that I'm not, that I respect from afar, mm-hmm. that I know that are, are going above and beyond, and, and you know, it's 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 about more than basketball and putting in work with the kids, and a lot of guys that don't get the notoriety and don't do it for it. So it's 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 tough, man, but it's 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 definitely. Um, it's worth it in the, in the mm-hmm. long run, I would say. All right. We, uh, I want to thank you, you know, just kind of for sharing your story. I do want to kind of close on the, I'm going to close with a couple questions. Um, that, that who, who's the better, who's the better in the household? Are, are you still, are you still giving it to your son or he kind of getting up there? Uh, he, <laughs> he, he, he just about Man, Joker grew about four inches on me. He about six <laughs> two now. Oh man! Oh yeah, you got a problem with your hands. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in shape, but he it's 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 about his turn. Okay. And, uh, and <laughs> I, I, you know, he, we we have, I'm gonna say this. I can't just get out there and say, "Come on, let me beat up on you." Like, mm-hmm. if I don't play, play like <laughs> I won't beat. Like, I gotta play him. I gotta really like going dog mode to beat him. Got it. <laughs> you know, so you know that's where we, that's where we are right now. So <laughs> I got you. Now, now, uh, who who are the <laughs> now? I might I might put you in a little hot water right here. Who's the top five players to ever come out of Baltimore? Ah, that's <laughs> tough. Um, 
That's tough. I've seen a lot of. And I know, I, and I, and I know you've seen some. I mean, and it's some. It's and I've heard about some good players who people might not never heard of. Um, and I, I think that's the kicker right there. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say this to you. I, uh, I don't want to be long winded. <laughs> no, you, you good? We got some time. We got some time. I know that. I know this question is. You know, it's, it's a little heavy. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's a, it's a. Because you know why? Because you know they had these basketball conversations in Baltimore. And a lot of dudes get left out, and then when they get left out, they feel some type of way. <laughs> and it, I don't, I don't never. Because there's so many. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm gonna tell you this: the, the first year I went to Germany, the mm-hmm. coach. That um, I played for for the first my first couple months there. Um, he was from DC, but he, he was originally from DC. So he got me off the plane. You know, he taking me back to the hotel. He said, "So you from Baltimore, right?" So I said, "Yeah." He said, "So I'm gonna ask you this question. If you never heard of this guy before, then I'm taking you back to the airport and putting you back on the plane." <laughs> so I said, "Well, so me being like I got a little offended. I said, "Man, I'm I'm, from, I'm Baltimore, Baltimore. Like I know my basketball history in my time." So he said, so you know who Skip Wise is? I said, oh, yeah, for certain. Mm-hmm. So um, rewind a little bit. I had to, I heard all these stories about Skip Wise. I played for a coach that was good friends with him, played with him. I, I, I had never actually saw him play. Mm-hmm. So um, me and um, a good friend of mine, Mark Karch at the time, during this time was probably the best high school player in the, in the city, in, mm-hmm. in my era. Right. Um, I remember so that. So we that- used to go to Northwestern. We used to go to Northwestern and play with the older guys, Marty Johnson and, uh, and uh, Sylvester Banks, like a lot of older guys that were, you know, sort of like grooming us. And te- so mm-hmm. they used to play to 100 by ones. Hey. So you know, me, I, at, at that age, <laughs> me and Mark walking in the gym and it was like, you know, we were the young pups, but we were trying to prove and, and trying to make name ourselves. So mm-hmm. at that age, I'm, I'm coming into my own. So I shoot the ball pretty well. And I'm like, so this old guy, man, he he had to be about 45, 46. Mm -hmm. Strong, big arms, big hands, big legs. I I didn't know who he was, but man, he wouldn't miss. We (laughs) playing, playing, and like every time he touched the ball. So I'm like, I I said, who is this dude that that won't miss? Mm -hmm. Skip Wise. (laughs) <laughs> eyes like big as I said. Oh, okay. Now, I, I I had something to put with all the stories that I got you because he he caught my attention. Yeah. So even though I, I haven't seen, I I mean that was the only time I saw him from the stories that I heard. It'd be tough not to put him in that conversation. Um, otherwise, I gotta go with guys that I saw mm-hmm. and, and guys that I had a a close relationship with. I I would say. Um, um, Sam Cassell was another one mm-hmm. because I saw a lot of him, and not only did I see a lot of him, but every time I we played or he played with us or he he was around, he always would teach you something. He was, mm-hmm. he was always the type to pull the next whoever was the next generation of kids up, and he still does it to this day. So for me, you know that that stuck with me with him. Um, my favorite shooter of all time in this time is Kirk Lee. Mm. Love Kirk Lee. Um, uh, another Dunbar guy. Great character guy, too. Just outside of basketball, I call him. We talk. I go down. To, uh, he runs the UA house on Fair Street, which most people know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, another favorite of mine. Um, the person that got me watching high school basketball when I first started going, when I really understood the, the difference between like rec ball going to high school and the levels, mm-hmm. Dante Bright. Mm. Oh man, Dante was 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 tough in high school. Um, and I, another guy that I have a close relationship with that I that I talk to often that does a lot of great things with you know with kids and training and, and you know basketball in the city. So um, I don't think I can limit it to five, man. I got you. Well, give me give me the next um, one. Give me the next one because I know you probably could, you probably could do this all night. <laughs> yeah, I could. Um, um, Kevin Simpson was another one. Um, Kevin Simpson was at Southern. And he was a he was an animal. He was a monster. And I remember when um, the number one high school player at that time was Felipe Lopez, mm-hmm. you know, from New York. Mm-hmm. He was originally from the Philippines and from New York. And and I just I played. I was you know often at the playground of '85 with Kevin Simpson a lot in Cotton Square, and just got to be around him. And his aura was like, you know, that's when I I, I learned that Baltimore grit, like. He was mm-hmm. like, I ain't care nothing about him being the number one player in the country. And, and they came down here and they played him and he destroyed them. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, wow, got to respect them because they say he's number one. So that taught me like, oh, no, nah, man, we from Baltimore. Like, it's a little different down here. I don't care nothing about him. So I always had respect for him for that. And just how hard he played and how he attacked the game. And like I said, Mark. Mark Carter was, he was, he was, we had a lot of good players in my arm, but he mm-hmm. was definitely here and shoulders. Uh, uh, but again, I can, I can go. Uh, I got to <laughs> shout my brother out, Mo Hatton. Gotcha. Marcus Hatton was, was a, he was a special talent and he was mm-hmm. good through, I think, a couple of different eras. And, he, and he's well respected. <laughs> so it's just, again, man, I can show a lot of guys, uh, Shantae Rogers, Kevin mm-hmm. Norris. Um, you know, those guys are, are like, like, you know, are like big brothers. Cause I, I, a lot of those guys I got to play with when I was younger and they mm-hmm. would allow me to play with them in little league, play five or 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much to me that they had the confidence in me and encouraged me, you know? And then, like I said, so you, you hold on to those things and, and then now doing it, just trying to give back is, is is you know is great but it's, it's so like i said man there's so many guys that are coaching or at the college level training at or that played the game that's just good current and good quality dude so mm-hmm. again I, you're right i could have i could have um yeah and i, I know it's, i know that's kind of tough i could have talked about this uh that. yeah because <laughs> you know I, th- I think baltimore you know we we have a uh and this this is a like it's a culture of basketball that we breed here that's different from anywhere else that you go and like we have so many you know so many great players that come out of so it, i i do understand how hard it is that's why i just want to put you on the hot seat for a little bit just to kind of put it out there i mean because it's, it's so many players that you know that you could have mentioned um and that's why you know that's why you do it because you know you show the love to everybody um, so I definitely appreciate that. Uh, you know, even though I might have put you in a little tough position, I don't, I don't want no, I don't want, I don't want to call yeah. no problem with your friends, man. <laughs> no, man, it's it's all good. They they know it's love. I, um, everybody got their favorites with different. Absolutely, reasons, man. But it's, it's basketball is a, is a in this time is a big fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 
it, it's definitely big. And the, and the older I get, the more I realize it, the more you you know you feel it, and the more it's just, it's good to just reminisce and talk about it. So it's it's. I think it's good, man, because you're going to get love from certain people. Mm-hmm. Certain people going to show other people love. But as long as everybody get there, just do somewhere around the board, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's great. Absolutely. I, I want, I also want to, I see, I, I see what your, your shirts that you have that you've been, um, I saw you've been posting them. So I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Um, and what kind of, what was the kind of motivation behind that? Um, and then we'll kind of close out after that. Um, well, the, uh, the shirts actually, uh, well, it started with me and one of my old uh, college teammates, my brother, uh, Arthur Lewis Jr. Um, you know, we, we, you know, that transition from Catonsville to Bowie, man, we spent so much time in the gym and working out and just pushing each other and, and you know, just just chasing some, you know, the basketball dream. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a lot of ideas about what to do after we both finished playing professionally. Um, you know, some financially, some just to, you know, try to, you know, change the culture or, you know, encourage the youth and mentor, just a lot of things. So this came about, he's been saying this to me. It's actually his saying, he's been saying it to me for maybe two years now. He obviously, man, love yourself enough to discipline yourself. Like we work out, we train. And, I said, man, we need to put that on the T-shirt. So now that we both, uh, you know, finished in our basketball careers, because he just recently finished, mm. um, we've been tapping in, spending a lot of more time, bouncing our ideas off each other, things we talked about doing for a long time. So this was just one of the, you know, many things that we talked about. So it was something that, you know, he always said, yeah, we're going to get it put on the T-shirt, and we acted on it right away. Mm. And um, – Two other good childhood friends of his, um, Darren Watkins and, uh, and and Richard Johnson, who were also former athletes. Um, now, Rich, was a Rich, star athlete at yeah, and Milford. He went to Milford, right? Yeah, and yeah. Milford, and then we yeah, went to Virginia Tech. So I remember those, him. <laughs> those are, yeah, those are, uh, you know, those are childhood friends of ours. So mm. we kind of like, bro, they want to get on Portimore. So, I, you know, for me, it was just, you know, um, so. You know, my mind, you know, with me, I just was looking like, all right, well, let me go. Let's go, you know, black shirts, white shirts, um, mm-hmm. and then high schools. But the message from the shirt, based, you know, it, it Arthur has his his own meaning that he can, you know, tap into it. You know, for me, man, it's, 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 it's something that I think everybody struggles with. Mm-hmm. And we all just, it's just continuous work. But, um, for me, man, like you, you, it's one person that you that you in a relationship with that you that you gotta forgive every day. You mm. know, what I'm saying no matter what you do, and that's that person you look at in the mirror. So you gotta love yourself enough to not only discipline yourself, forgive yourself, um, get up when you don't feel like it, keep mm-hmm. moving. So just just you know, be hard on yourself some of the time. Just put some put some you know some things in order. And, and you know your discipline. The more you discipline yourself, the the, the better off you'll be in, in any aspect. Whether you're working out, your job, you're trying to lose weight, um, you know whatever the case may be. So a, a lot of people have taken notice to it and asked about it. Um, the shirts have been moving good. Um, so it's, it's 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 been a good thing so far. 
Got you. So thank you. I appreciate you for sharing that and just kind of, you know, continue to push that, that that positive image and and that the relationship building that you have with with your with the, uh, your colleagues, the ones that you play basketball with that y'all been doing this for years. So definitely thank you and appreciate for all that you do with kind of pouring back into our youth because we understand that that's a if that that's probably one of the most important jobs in this day and age um, and is and is definitely needed. Um, because they, de you know, they are experiencing things that, you know, we ain't really had the experience. You know, they have access to so much more <laughs> than we have access to. Yes, so, <laughs> so it's just a matter of, you know, yes, just indeed. continue to be consistent and continue to show them that love and build that relationship. So I just want to thank you again, um, you know, just for sharing your story and sharing that with us. <clears throat> oh, man, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I definitely appreciate it. Thank y'all so much, man. No problem. So uh, once again, this is Unapologetically Black Male, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and systems. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. Uh, stay tuned for all that we have going on with Unapologetically Male, Unapologetically Black Male. Um, and, you know, thank you to my co-host, Brother E.J. Stewart. Thank you to our sponsors, J. Pope and Associates. And thank you to Brother Omar Smith for sharing his story and sharing, you know, his life uh, and how he impacts the world and, you know, in his way. Um, so look forward to seeing you next week. Y'all have a good one. All right, fellas.